the Off The Ball Podcast Network. It's the Off The Ball League of Ireland podcast with myself, Jamie Moore, and I'm about to interview the first ever referee who's ever been on our League of Ireland podcast. Paul Chute refereed his last ever League of Ireland senior game on Saturday night as Derry City just about secured Europe with a 2-1 victory over Sligo in the showgrounds. And the... Derry staff presented Paul with a signed jersey and he joins me on the line now the morning after the night before. Paul, good morning, how are you? Hey Jamie, good to speak to you, all's good. Yes, of course, Sergeant Chute in the Air Corps as well and also a massive Ireland football fan has been to every game home and away for years and years and years. So an interesting story, Paul, but how was your last League of Ireland game last night, first of all? Yeah, it went well. It was only uh, only one yellow card, but uh, yeah, I think Derry, the best team, won. Um, it was an emotional night for myself. Um knowing that was my last match actually in the middle I'm doing the additional assistant referee in the FAI Cup final on November the 3rd so I'm looking forward to that that's the lad behind the goal but uh, it was my last, last match in the middle so yeah I kept it quiet it was better off keeping it quiet and um, just yeah it's just another move on in life and I uh, hope to move on to the Leinster Senior League so yeah but it was an emotional night and uh, uh, thanks to Sligo and Derry who came into the dressing room after and wish him the best and uh, yeah nice way to go Yeah you joined the League of Ireland panel Paul back in 99 so 20 years in the League of Ireland how would you look back on your career? Yeah 98 I think it was 22 years Okay uh, Good career yeah um, from the start all the way through suppose highs a few lows mostly all the highs um, uh, met some great people some great fans um, yeah I've seen a great progression in the league I suppose from what was a very physical um, tough league as regards challenges and tackles to we're probably getting a lot less physical I suppose that's just through the laws of the games changing um, but yeah met some mad characters on the pitch which changed the minute they went over the fight line the far side to being really nice guys off it you know so yeah just, just that's the way just play people the way they were you know and um, yeah um, there was no no one out and out people I'd say that um, that I wouldn't call friends to be honest uh, nearly everyone I met in the League of Ireland would be a class as friends and yeah I, I, enjoy, I have to say I always enjoyed my time on and off the pitch with uh, with refereeing yeah, and there's one thing that you would be known for across the league, Paul, apart from being a very, very good referee, is your relationship with players and managers and actually being able to talk to them on first-name basis and, and, you know, being able to be someone that has a relationship with people and that helps you in managing the games, managing the managers and managing the players. Yeah, it does, I suppose. Maybe that's going out of the game a little bit more because they probably want... I think they're trying to... Um, make more referees more uh, robotic, if that makes sense. It can help in in positives and negatives. Uh, probably the positives you, you can you can um, diffuse situations. The negatives you might get tiny bit too close to players at times. Um, but yeah, I I always found it a great man management tool. Um, it was great that you could when you go onto the pitch that you'd have a smiling face and you'd best look from both going both ways. You know what I mean to shake a hand and um, yeah, we certainly. Try to talk my way out of situations, possibly maybe talk myself out into situations as well. But that's the, that's the, the negative of being. Um, uh, I suppose players could could uh, use your. Um, they could talk you out of situations as well, if that makes sense. So yeah, it was a positive and negative. Negative is probably more positive, I would think. Yeah, and you mentioned you know referees these days. Some of the most of them being 
robots type thing and you still up until now have been able to maintain the character of Paul Shute the referee and it you know has made you different to lots of the others have you found that's helped particularly in some of the bigger matches where you know the players know that they can talk to you and you can talk to them and managers too that's not just going to be well if someone comes near you it's a yellow or red card almost for even opening their mouth yeah most certainly yes yeah yeah definitely um as I said, as I said, the, the game has changed. Um, probably players have changed as well. They probably is not as much camaraderie between referees and players as I was when I started, and even before I started, I think even there was more camaraderie. I think there was um, there was a um, observers would um, agree that if you could talk your way out of situations, it was a positive. But now they want um, it's it's coming from it's not just coming from within the. League of Ireland or FAO is coming from international level they want if it's a card it's a card and there's no really talking away around cards and uh, they're, they're, they're more mandatory um, so I wouldn't blame I'm blaming League of Ireland observers or the FAO or anything like that um, could we we'll never go back to the way of talking your way out of out of situations it's if, if, if you see a tackle and it's a yellow card if you see a tackle it's a red card that's what it is. I had one earlier on the season. I wasn't sure. I didn't give a red. I went down over it. And like so. And that's the way this game has gone. And um, I just, just, get, just get on with it, really. Yeah. yeah, something that we see at all the games now is, you know, a referee's assessor in the press box or in the stand with a clipboard. And, you know, in all the UEFA games and underage games, you know, even the assessors is listed on the team sheet as the referee's observer or obsessor to or yep. assessor too, and, and they have these these notepads and these clipboards and they sometimes will go into the change room and speak to the referees after. What sort of things are they looking for? And is that easy or hard as a ref to know that there's someone sitting in the stand with a clipboard basically analysing every decision you make? Yeah, they're all firstly they're all um ex referees, they'd all have an excellent knowledge of laws of the game. Um, they've been there as well which means that you have to give the respect to be honest yeah sometimes a referee might referee tiny bits of the observer because he probably would know who the observer is he shouldn't but let's be honest we're all human and we probably would referee to the to the observer some ref- some observers would be um, softer some would be harder what are they looking for obviously the the main things would be fitness and um, that's well, that's, at League of Ireland to be honest, that's a given. There has to be if you haven't got fitness and you don't look the part, um, straight away, whether you make a decision that's that's that if he uh, it's going to come against you, that your fitness was 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 the reason. Uh, your man management, your general um, confidence, um, and just uh, yeah, the administration, the laws of the game. That if it's a yellow card, it's a yellow card. If it's a red card, no matter what time of the game it is, uh, to give us. So, yeah, like people feel that the referee observer goes in and what do you, what, what, they might feel the referees, has had a, the referees had a stinker. That's probably with blinkers on. A lot of fans would have blinkers on at times. I've, I've had blinkers on going to Ireland matches. Um, so the referees had a stinker. Maybe I'll go back and have a look at it and maybe he didn't have such a stinker. Um, but again, the, when the referee observer comes in, based on his report, um, it will mean that a referee is going to get more matches or less matches. And guys have had um, a rest. We, we don't call it a suspension, but a rest for a number of games because of performance. Or they've progressed. The younger referees have progressed because of their performance. So it goes both ways. But um, we are certainly answerable to the referee observer and the hierarchy in refereeing. Interesting. Yeah, that's fair. Uh 
very well explained. And Paul, you mentioned as well, you know, you listen to the Observer. You also have to listen to the fans of both teams, not just the players and the managers too. And, you know, in some of the, the bigger games, whether they be Court and Dock in recent seasons or any of the derbies involving Rovers, Pats or Bowls or whatever, they can be fairly spicy games where the fans want yeah. to tell the referee and the linesman what they think of them as yeah. well as the players how have you found being able to or having to, to deal with and hear that because you know lots of players claim that they don't hear things from the stand but when, when you're on the pitch in League of Ireland stadiums you can hear a lot of what's being said yeah it's true I've, I've operated in bigger stadiums and, and obviously the smaller League of Ireland stadiums and you do hear a lot more you know, you've heard funny things about your ball this and your ball that and fucking get a haircut and <laughs> all that sort of thing you know but um yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it's ever affected me once I've gone onto the pitch. Um, yeah, you do hear it in the background. Is it in your subconscious? Maybe affecting decisions. Maybe so, but I don't think so. You know. Um, now I've ref- always refereed that if I seen if I see a decision, I just give it, and uh, I don't think I'm swayed either way by 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 fan bases. You know. Um, oh yeah, you have to respect the fan bases in the League of Ireland. It's a tough tough gig to support um, a team in the League of Ireland between financially and the travel and I'd respect as I, I, I'd say this on the other side going to Ireland matches I'd respect all League of Ireland fans um, without the fans we don't have a game without players we don't have a game without referees we don't have a game without people like yourself we don't have a game it's a big at the end of the day it's a big, it's a big family and we get bashed a lot of the time and I think the league has, I'm getting off subject here, the league has totally progressed in the last, certainly in the last 12 years, I'd say, maybe we haven't seen the progression we should in Europe with clubs, but I think we will. I think we will. I think, and I think we've had a lot of uh, excellent players that have came through, that have come back from England, have gone to the league for us, have gone back to England, and um, I think the league has progressed hugely in the last... 10 to 12 years oh, sorry Jamie I went totally off no you didn't at all Paul yeah. because yeah. I uh, actually had a question on my list later on as a referee who was actually on the pitch with the players what standard do you feel the league was at so you've answered that one thank God yeah. I wanted to ask you as well Paul what goes into being a League of Ireland referee you know in terms of the training and the video work and you know even the kit now that the referee has in terms of the earpiece to the line, linesman and the fourth official and you have a buzzer on your shoulder and a buzzer on the flag and there's there's lots of, of bits and bobs to help you but what goes into the week and the life and the year of a League of Ireland ref yeah, well, we, um, well, starting, I suppose, the younger referees now go through what's called an FAI School of Excellence. They meet, I think, about six times a year, um, and they're constantly um, monitored by observers, no matter where they are in the country. There's usually a, a, a class, I think, of about 20, 20 odd every two years. They go through a two year cycle. Um, they constantly look at them t- with, uh, throughout the two years, and they pick, I would say, probably four to five, maybe a few more to move on to the League of Ireland where they move on to, sorry, during the School of Excellence they will be doing a lot of 13s, 15s, 17s um, and they don't really do 19s. So then when they come on to the League of Ireland panel they would do the 19s, move on to the First Division as line um, and possibly the Premier Division as line, as line, as, sorry, line, I still call it line as assistant referees. Um Based then again, observers be looking at them. They will um, decide if they feel that their 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 career is better as an additional, or sorry, as an assistant referee as a referee, 
and based on that then really their career is mapped out now some guys have gone from referee back into assistant referee and the opposite way around but generally if you're they decide that you're going to be assistant referee stick with that a referee stick with it um, we carry polar uh, watches where we have to do our training obviously number one is fitness um, most of the guys will train at least three to four times a week plus your match or two matches the weekend as well as doing the first division and premier we supplement with the 17th and 19th we do assistant uh, referee on the 17th and 19th to try and give advice to the younger referees who are in the middle um, we have three we have a main seminar in January of every year which we go through any law changes and we have two additional seminars the whole panel of league warden referees which is approximately 55 meet up um, we have a three weekends where we talk about the change to the laws of the game we have fitness tests um, we go through UEFA videos of uh, decision making um, what else so yeah we're constantly monitored we're constantly meeting up um, yeah that's really the, 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 uh, we, 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 we carry the polar polar water so we know what we've covered we cover probably about 12k I think most matches um, and if we're not performing if our marks from the observers were not performing and um, we're expected to meet a a um, desired mark if you don't meet that or if we exceed the desired mark, yeah, the younger guys will be getting uh, will be moved up or moved back, and guys have been taken off the panel because they just were felt that they're not up to the standards. And Paul, the additional assistant referee, of which you will be one of two at the FAI Cup final on November third at the Beaver Stadium between Rovers and Dundalk. I'm fascinated to know what what that role entails because we've seen in the bigger leagues around the world the introduction of VAR, which will never have in the League of Ireland if we're realistic. But like the role of the VA of the uh, the AOR and and what your your job is, and also the reason why that referee is on the same side of the pitch as the linesman on that end always confuses me because it would make sense to me for them to be on the opposite side of the goal so they're kind of in, in each quarter of the pitch type thing but just explain to me what your role will be in that It's a good call Jamie um, Firstly it's been phased out by UEFA this is probably the last time you, well I'm not saying it's going to be the last time but I would think it's probably going to be the last time that you will uh, you'll see it because I think ourselves and Belarus are the only two countries that um, have it at the moment we we uh, we the appointment for the additional assistant referee is made in the semi-final, the EA Sports Cup, the, the semi-finals of the FEI and the final. Um, so I would say it's probably the last time you'll see it because of VAR being rolled out in obviously all the major leagues in Europe. Will you see VAR in the League of Orange? Let's be honest. No. Will you see it in maybe an FEI Cup final in the Aviva? Possibly yes, because I presume the... Um, I, I don't know actually how the, 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 the cameras are installed or whatever, but they will be installed for the Euros. Euros. Yeah. And I would presume they'll have to be in place then for all the World Cup qualifiers, I would think, for where are we, 2022. Um, so the hardware, I presume, will be in place in the Aviva. So perhaps in the future there will be far on the FAI Cup final. I can't say that for definite, but obviously there won't be around in League of Ireland grounds for a long time. There's a lot more priorities than VAR. Um, yeah, okay, the, the role is generally the, the, the fan doesn't see much 
movement or calls from the additional assistant referee behind the goal, but there, he is in constantly in communication through the referee concept with the referee. And anything in that area, he advises the referee that he's seen. Um, he's given uh, the referee, if he's seen a penalty in front, will he advise the referee, penalty, penalty, penalty. It's still up to the referee. The referee still has the main call on, on all calls, either from the additional assistant or the assistant referee. But if a referee, the additional assistant referee or assistant referee is in a better position and a referee is confident that that's the right call, he will give, he will make the call on a penalty or on foul play or on um, violent conduct, anything like that. If the referee's view, there's an elbow or something like that, the additional assistant will um, communicate that to the referee and it's up to the referee then to act on that. And um, as I say, from uh, the fan looking in, it probably feels that he's there, he's doing nothing, but believe you me, he's doing a lot. Again, in, in a match, you may have no calls. I had one in a semi-final two years ago, and a call a penalty up in, unfortunately, unfortunately uh, Derry, uh, Derry Dundalk uh, replay, and I called it a penalty, and I was proved to be correct. Um, and I know there was a big call last year as well, and I still feel the referee was, and I don't feel he was correct in the match last year, the semi-final. Should he be the far side? Yes, I presume the UEFA uh, have done lots, had done lots. It's probably in, I don't know how long it's probably in, it's probably in six to eight years. Obviously, UEFA have done a lot of um, testing of it. They felt that that was the, the, right, the, the right side to have him because generally the referee runs on a diagonal, which is the... Across the pitch from opposite the assistant referee, so they felt that that was the side he was on. To be honest, Jamie, I always found it strange myself because I would have thought that uh, with the, the old linesman or assistant referee covering that side, it would make more sense that he would be there on the left side as you're as you're running. But that's what you wait for the side they're on. So I won't argue with Pierre Luigi Colina are you away for so we just get on with it so uh, it's probably the last time you're going to see it anyway yeah I would love to see the heat map of referees as well because they do have to run in certain directions opposite to their linesmen so they're not just running around in circles they're actually running in a position that they can have a view of the action opposite to the linesman which is very interesting and Paul you've also been a fourth official in a number of weeks as well because a number of matches should I say over the years because the fourth official has to be a qualified ref and also to referee the managers having a fight with each other on the sideline and the subs warming up and what colour bib they wear and all that sort of stuff as well and the fourth officials have heard some choice phrases from the managers over the years we have indeed I'll, I'll be honest like you know there was, it, it, it has tamed down I remember I, when I was up in Pats and great characters and one of one of my best two of my best friends in, in, in the game uh, but, but they were hard work we'd say up in Pats because the old Pats it was, the dugouts were over the far side and you're about a bit like Talca Park you're about an inch from the line uh, and with Pats he used to Pat Dolan and Eamon Collins and then there was another guy the guy from uh, Dave Mahidi from, from, from Limerick but with Pats and they used, geez, they were, oh, it was tough, really tough. And then it was, Longford were always tough. But, yeah, but, you know, you got out, I got out of a lot of, uh, got of, um, sort of situations, trying to have a bit of crack with them, if you could. It wasn't always, you had to be tough at times. Um, the League of Ireland, and the, 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 I remember that in them days, they used to get 20, 20 quid, was it 20 euro? It wasn't 20 euros, probably 20 pounds or something like that, maybe it was euro or pounds, uh, fines for, for, for showing too much aggression or getting thrown out of the technical area, which meant nothing. So they probably got, maybe got a match ban, but in, in, in latter years, they've been uh, hit a lot harder. So there has been a lot more discipline 
from the technical areas. Um, sometimes you feel like a bit of a school teacher because we are, we're instructed that can only be one standing and you feel like a bit of, you know, you sit down, you sit down, and like you can leave and stand for maybe 30 seconds to have a chat with the the, 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 the manager and the assistant. But um, you want everyone sitting. Uh, it can look as though you're a bit of a school teacher. Um, I prefer to try to take a, a pace to the background if I can, but I do step in when I have to, obviously. But again, you can diffuse situations with um, funny comments or and to be honest, all you have in situations that they'd say, oh, the referees, geez, that's definitely a free kick. And I would say, yeah, maybe you're right, Jay. He probably didn't see it from that situation. Maybe that he felt that it was uh, the challenge was a bit, a bit hard. But yeah, it was a bit of a soft free kick. You can you can diffuse situations like that. So, um, yeah, but I've never had a... Uh, I've never had a fall now with, with, with a manager, a coach, or someone sitting in the technical area that, that's carried on into other matches. You know, just... Um, it's best left behind for whatever, whatever you know. We all we all act differently when we go onto a pitch, and I even act differently when I go to Ireland matches. I can probably have a go, I go as a referees, and you see things from different angles because you have the the sunglasses, spectacles on. You know what I mean? Are they? so that's the way it is. So, anyhow. Now, Paul, my last three questions because I know you're heading off to watch uh, one of your kids, one of your sons yeah. playing in the championship. Your other yeah. son, Jack Tude of Cabin Tilly, has given me a question to ask you. And he says, uh, he said, <laughs> yeah, when he gave me, he gave me many questions. There's only one that's actually actually acceptable for the podcast. And he says, you can also slag him that he loves telling people that he's a ref, and he always talks about the ref when we're watching matches, saying, "Oh, that ref is having a good game." He always sticks up for the refs. Yeah, I do because I suppose I've seen that um, how difficult a job it is. I wouldn't say I always stick up for the referee, but um, I would. I know how difficult a job it is, um, and I know that they're doing their best, no matter what. Um, they put a lot of time and effort into it. If they've made a bad call, they've made a bad call. We're all human. Um, but I would certainly say that, uh, yeah, I would be, I wouldn't, I would, I'd never knock a referee. Same as I wouldn't knock players, I wouldn't knock, knock um you know, we've seen players miss open goals. I saw one the other night. I won't say who it was. It was out Cabin Tealy and... Um, Drada. Drada. And it was a, a good chance missed, which I hope is uh, not missed next week. Players make mistakes. Referees make mistakes. We, uh, I think we, at the end of the day, you just have to accept it, you know. Um, the only thing I would say is that um, I would say a good advice to younger referees if you make a mistake. Maybe not there and then admit it on the pitch, but certainly if you've made a mistake, own up to it. Don't hide behind a bad decision. If you made a bad, a bad decision, maybe the wrong call. But if it, if you made the wrong call, call it the wrong call. Be honest. Um, don't bluff. Well, bluff a little bit, but don't be a major bluffer. If you made mistakes, um, say it and be honest to yourself. And uh, you know, I, I talked there about uh, referee observers. Um, the, the best observer of, of of refereeing I've always found is myself. I've always self-analysed um, my matches as players should. If you've made mistakes, you've made mistakes. Learn from them. Try not to make them again. Um, every match, even last night, there would be matches that I, that I would have mistake, made mistakes in and I'll I'll put them right for the length of senior league. There's always something. Um, so, yeah, just... Uh, yeah, I do stand up for referees, and I feel it's the it's the, we don't without matches we don't have referees, and yeah, there's a few quid in it, quid in it, but generally they're there to try and promote the game and promote their own careers and make the match a good spectacle. Um, 
I know maybe there, there can be over enforcement. The referee can become a centre of attention. But sometimes the referee becomes a centre of attention because he's right, because he has to make the big call. And um, it's nice when a referee, people say, yeah, not a referee, he wasn't even seen tonight. That's great, you know, yeah, that's fair enough. But also, there are matches that when he has to make a big call, he makes it, and that make, might make him um, the bad guy. But, you know, that's life. Yeah, it sure is. And yet your son Jack, of course, plays for Cabin Teeley. And before people ask, Paul has never refereed Jack playing for Cabin Teeley or playing for previous League of Ireland clubs or in the college because he can't. But he is a big Cabin Teeley fan. The best of luck to Cabo against Drada in the second leg of the playoff on Friday. Paul, our last two, you're a sergeant in the Air Corps as well. And that's a very interesting profession away from being a professional referee. So just give us a little bit of an overview of that and how you find that job too. And, and I'm sure maybe when you're a referee, it's able to distract you from the job and the pressure of the job and vice versa. When you're working for the Air Corps, sometimes, you know, you're thinking of the referee and vice versa. Yeah, I'm actually a sergeant major in the Army. Oh, well, sorry, Jack told me you were a sergeant, so you can blame <laughs> uh, him for that one. He knows nothing. <laughs> sergeant major too, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I moved up through the ranks. I've probably got as high as I can go. Um, I'm, what, oh, Jesus, that seems a long time. I think I'm 35 years, since 17, uh, 35 years in the Air Corps and Defence Forces. Um, yeah, they've been very good to me as I have been to them. I've done a number of world military games. Actually, best of luck to the Defence Forces team who I think maybe today are playing their third match. They won their, they got, sorry, they got beaten by I think Mali in their first. They beat the USA in the middle match and I think they're playing um, Qatar or Oman. I'll oh, check that for you now, Paul. Yeah, I think they've played Qatar. I think maybe today in the World Military Games in China. Best luck to them and Richie Barber, great crew and they've put a huge amount of time in getting off offline again. They actually drew 1-1 um, with Qatar this morning, Paul. Drew 1-1. Oh, so they did qualified they? Well, for the well, quarterfinals on Wednesday. Oh, brilliant. Well, I'm delighted for them because they've put in a hell of a lot of time. Our referee won their matches against Sean McGrover as a friendly. Um, Qatar were, again, I'm getting off subject, but I know Qatar have a lot of Africans playing for them. They bring them in for money and I think it was more or less their under-21 side that were playing. So that's a terrific result. I honestly didn't expect them to pull anything off. I thought they might have got a bit of a hiding today. That's great. I'm delighted for them. Um, Defence Forces, yeah, has been very good to me. Um, as I suppose I have been to them. I've been to a number of uh, European uh, military games and European and World Military Championships. Um, yeah, it's the type of job, I suppose, with the military that you have to be fairly regimental. Um, I was lucky enough to serve a couple of times in Chad, twice and twice in Kosovo, which probably affected the referee, my referee uh, career a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's a good career. Um, we're going through a crisis a bit with um, recruitment and the numbers were way down. Um, I would hope any young fella that um, is looking for a good career, I would uh, advise him to think about it, come in. It's not for everyone, but it's certainly for some people. And um, I couldn't promote the defence of forces more. And Paul, lastly and briefly, massive Ireland football fan, every away game for years and years and years. You've been to with some of your, your sons and, and you know there's a, you know, a small core or a big core of fans that go to every match. You're one of those home and away and you've had some amazing trips across the world, which I'm sure you'll continue now that you have a little bit more time on your hands maybe, although the Lenton Senior League will take up time, but you'll have time again to support the boys in green. Yeah, I don't think I can support them any more than I am at the moment, to be honest. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I started off at 12. Lucky enough, my dad brought me to matches when I was 12. That's what, 40 years ago. And I try and bring my lads as well. Even though it puts a, a hole in the bank account, try and bring them to the, the, as many away matches as I can. Is that all the away qualifiers in this? Um, sorry, about all the away qualifiers probably in the last, I don't know, 15 years. 
and yeah, they're going through a bit of a, a tough period at 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 the moment. Um, obviously, we didn't perform or performed pretty poorly in the last two games. Um, obviously, there's, there's some with Aaron Connolly looked 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 a, a looked to have a great future. There are some good lads coming through with the twenty ones. Um, I would I'd always try and look on the bright side of life as I got played in a in a pub in Tbilisi last week. I was looking the bright side of life. We still have the Denmark match maybe to I don't want to talk about the playoff. We do have the Denmark match maybe to put things right. Uh, it's a big ask. Will they do it? If you if you want me to be honest, my heart says yes. My head says no. But we owe them one certainly, and we owe Schmeichel one from the smart comments. Correct um, to me. Yeah, he actually said owes to me. What to, what's that to me? Oh, Sorry, and I'm not talking about Peter. I'm talking about Casper, who gave an interview after one of the home yeah, games this year. I'm yeah. so disrespectful to Ireland, like. Yeah, good lad. Well, that's well. If anything, I'm sure it'll be ramped up a little bit before the the match. I'm sure Mick will use it. He's a good. Uh, he's good at that sort of thing. Um, we owe them one, especially after the five one as well, and the. In the last World Cup, um, so what am I saying? Yeah, uh, I, 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 heart says yes, head says no. But it's it, it's a ninety minute game. We're quite quite capable of doing them if we if we really get stuck into them and the fans get behind them and um, get the negatives out of the way. And yeah, who knows? Um, and just just if we can qualify, we can maybe maybe bring some of the younger guys through. What what uh, what a great. Uh, thing it would be to play in front of our own fans at a at a, a European finals, you know. So um, I'd hate for us to pass up on that chance, and for a European championships to be in in Dublin and and Ireland not there, it'd be it'd be be terrible to be honest. So um, for everyone, yeah, let's get behind the team. Let's try and get the negatives out of the way. Have a good go at Denmark and see what it brings us. And uh, maybe Casper uh, and Peter Schmeichel might think a little bit more differently on November the 19th yeah great stuff Pachu thank you meeting for your time I know you were uh, up late last night you had to drive home from Sligo and you're off to see your son now playing in a game so thanks for your time congrats on the League of Ireland Jamie, career just one, more thing. On. just one more thing thanks Jamie you've always been an absolute gentleman and a friend and um, best of luck and uh, see you soon yes cheers Paul thanks a million thanks Jamie bye that was an off the ball podcast network presentation